Welcome to Progressive Mindset Podcast. My name is Natalie Potts, business coach and mentor, and each week I bring an inspiring personal message to help you unlock creating a living life of energy, action, impact and happiness. And today I'm working on Hannah Gallias. She is the mindfulness coach, a mother, a leader who has learned to slow down the hard way. She's here to connect and share her story and be really vulnerable about her journey to show you that there is another way. Over to Hannah. Enjoy this episode. Hannah, thank you so much for joining me today. And let's welcome our other little guest who's on the podcast with us. Yeah. Yeah. This is is Dax. Hi, Dax. (laughs) He's the real star. Amazing. So look, tell us a little bit about you, uh, obviously being a mum as well, and uh, you know, why you wanted to come and join me on my podcast. Absolutely. So um, I'm here today to talk about um, my coaching journey. So thank you so much for having me on today. Um, so one of the reasons I got into coaching, well, there's many reasons, um, but as you can see, that flexibility is one of them. Mm. Um, I get to spend these times with my son. So I have quite a quite a story to tell, um, really. So um, what happened was, you know, I had this quite traumatic life event when I was 19. <laughs> I was um, I was unfortunately kidnapped and assaulted by two men. Um, and that led me down a really, really dark path in my life. You know, I was suicidal. I didn't see any hope. Um, and I was asked to, you know, you know, I went into therapy and I realized from that from how mindfulness changed my life I really wanted to help people and Mm. I find that with counseling it's very much focusing on the trauma and past events and sometimes that's not enough to help people move forward um um, and but with coaching um it helps people move forward move past this and I've had coaching myself and I've realized how important that is to help set goals, help move forward, help push forward. Yeah. Um, so I specialize in helping women in the same situation as me, working mums who are also striving to be their best professionally at home, everything. We have so much pressure, not, not just mums, but all of us have so much pressure these days to be constantly on our A game, constantly improving, constantly more and more and more is expected from us. And we don't realize a lot of the time, actually what we're doing is just enough. Mm. What we're doing is perfect, just the way it is. We, and that's what I help women see. And um, yeah, and that's why I'm here to talk about that and how actually we're doing amazingly just as we are. Look, I said it before when we spoke, thank you so much for just your transparency and honesty in, in sharing your journey as well, because um, that can't have always been easy to do. And probably at points is it's you knowing how you get that story across. I, you know, I'm, I'm assuming, I don't want to assume, but I can imagine you've had to work out how you want to relay that part and what parts you do and don't want to. Yeah, I'm very, I'm very open and honest about it. I think that's part of the healing process is understanding the narrative. Mm. Um, and there's, there's times where I'll go into a lot more detail depending on kind of the situation. Um, but I think it's important for people to realize that a lot of us carry trauma and mm. trauma, you know, it's, 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 yeah. it's, it's an individual experience and it's okay to find it tough some days, you know, I think a lot of people, especially the social, social yeah. media, we, <laughs> 
we all see these perfect lives portrayed in front of us. We always see the best of everyone's lives. We yeah. never see the tough days that people are facing. Yeah. And people can feel really isolated in that. Um, so I, th I think it's really important for me to tell my story because there, there are countless women out there that will have experienced something similar or, you know, um, and it's important for them to realize that they're not alone in this experience and there is hope. You can feel really hopeless and there's so many different emotions that come with any sort of violence, especially sexual violence. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's why it's really important to tell my story because especially with everything that's going on, especially, you know, recently, obviously, with Sarah Everard. Yeah. Uh, it's important, yeah, it, I think it's an important narrative to discuss. You mentioned the word hope there a couple of times, and as you all know, being in coaching and for coaches, that, you know, language and words are very poignant and moving and important. What, what's that meant to you, the term hope, and, and how do you use that in your business with people? So one of the things I always said to myself when I was going through the process of healing, because it is tough, because you've got to unpack everything. Mm. Um, but the best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. And that's what hope means to me. It's, it's knowing that the situation you're in now isn't the end. The situation you're in now can change. And every day is different. And this is why I incorporate the mindfulness with coaching, mm. because it allows us to see things as they are now. A lot of the stresses we have um, and the worries are, you know, replaying events in the past, which, you know, helps no one. And also worrying too much about the future, which, you know, hasn't been written yet. We can't, we can't, we can make goals and everything, but it's about the now that counts the most. It's the action we take today that will affect our future, not the action we'll take tomorrow. Mm. Um, and this is what I, yeah, this is why I do when I'm working with my clients is I tell them that like, and they, we focus on what they can do today, what they can focus on doing now. And it gives them hope. Um, you know, a lot of my clients come to me because they're overwhelmed. How mm. we battle overwhelm is we make, we, we set goals that they can action now. You know, it's all well and good saying, okay, so I want to, I want to have a six figure business in like three years. Okay. Well, well, what can you do today to affect that? Yeah. What, what action can you take now? Um, and people underestimate the power of the small things building up over time. You know, quite often they will come with these really big goals um, and, you know, feeling overwhelmed about how to get there. OK, cool. Well, you know, how can we break that down? What are we going to do to make that work? Um, and, you know, it's small things like it's working on yourself as a person holistically. So instead of like I'm not I'm not dissing TV. I love TV as well. But, you know, instead of binge watching uh, episodes on Netflix, what can you do instead to grow? Is that reading a personal development book? Is that going for a walk? What's going to be more productive in the long run? Well, actually, if you keep doing a walk every day, you're going to feel more fresh. That could then help your energy levels. Yeah. Okay, and then that's going to feed into the business. Okay, that makes sense. It's, it's whereas if you're sitting on the sofa and eating junk food, yes, there's a time and place for it. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, mm. but, <laughs> but these small micro actions will build up to these bigger things that you need to achieve the goals that you want in your life. And you are the master of your destiny. 
<laughs> yeah, and you're right. And the term I like is, you know, the, the compound effect, isn't it? That it's like not brushing your teeth once, okay, and then but you do it twice, three times, four times, and there's actual bigger impact. That, like you said, then more macro, isn't it? Opposed to looking at what you do in those those small steps to your bigger goal. And it's it's always interesting when someone comes with a, a big goal and it's great. But it's like you say, then really drilling down to focus on the now aligned to that bigger goal vision, yeah. um, but not forgetting that everything that you do now will, will move you there. And actually, that's why people say really focus on the process and and enjoy that process as well and and get great at that, I think, you know, in terms of then aligning to, to the goal. Because sometimes, you know, there's always debate, goals don't change, they do change. You know, some do, things do change. But, you know, same as anything you do, you, you will learn something on that journey for sure. I, yeah, this is one thing I love about the mindfulness that comes with it and the, the sense of awareness that we I help people figure out. And it is it is about the journey, you know. Don't get hung up too much on the goal. Um, yeah. Growth that you'll experience no matter what your goal, if you set out to do it, um, then you'll, you'll experience and learn so much. You might learn, actually, you don't want that. <laughs> Quite often, it might, it might have been someone else's narrative pushed on you that made you think you wanted that. Yes. Um, and, yeah, don't get hung up on the goal. Enjoy the process. Otherwise, you'll just be constantly chasing the end results. Yeah. As you said, life happens. Like, you know, we can't always control everything around us. Um, things change. And okay, well, what can we take from that experience? What have we learned today? What are your thoughts around what you just said there around kind of put, people putting a narrative on us? And how does that for you um, link into belief and the limiting beliefs that we can put on ourselves? And kind of sometimes we allow other people's exact that thing, what they want for us, impact us, and then we limit ourselves, etc. What are your thoughts around that? So I, when I'm working with my clients, we do a lot of work around uh, negative thought patterns and cycles because um, quite often we'll find that these limiting beliefs that we hold are normally um, guardians or close people to us that have told us those stories. Mm -hmm. Now, the brain has something like 80,000 thoughts per day mm -hmm. and quite often they're nonsensical and repetitive. Yeah. <laughs> and... The if we've got this narrative that I'm not good enough, well, actually, the brain's going to repeat that and hold on to that. And if we're hearing that 80,000 times a day, well, no wonder we believe that we're not good enough. Yeah, no wonder. If we can start sowing seeds of um, some kind of belief and breaking down that limiting belief, um, quite often we find that it's misaligned. So, for example, saying I'm not good enough, well, okay, what are you not good enough in? Um, well, if you break it down, actually, quite a lot of these statements are based on nothing. Mm -hmm. um, and they're very much sweeping, broad statements, not backed by evidence. Um, so one of the really great CBT tools is thought challenging. Um, and obviously, that's slightly different to coaching, but it works really great. And obviously, in, in the coaching world, we can challenge limiting self-beliefs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think that you need to be challenging those thoughts when you notice the thought like that coming up. OK, well, well what's this? What's the evidence for this thought? Yes. What, what could I think instead? So quite often, you know, one of the automatic automatic negative thoughts that comes up is, you know, we apply a judgment in one criteria and apply it to our whole lives. So 
for example, you know, I'm not very good at art. Mm. I'm not very good at art, but that doesn't mean I'm not good enough at everything. Just because yeah. I can't draw very well, you should see my circles when I do the Wheel of Life with people. They're atrocious, but... <laughs> <laughs> But it's funny, and that doesn't make me not good at anything else. Um, so you know, we, we can go for more serious situations. Perhaps you're in a job that you don't get along with. Well, okay, or you don't like, so your performance is low. Well, okay, that might not be a reflection of you as a person. That's just your performance in this job, and that's not right for you. It doesn't make that mean that you're not very good enough person. Yeah. So what do you want to be known for as a coach? Um, I want to be known for the person that you go to when you're feeling overwhelmed and stressed. I help break down that for you and help you think clearly. I mean, I do, uh, I tend to work with clients over three to six months. Um, and what I always find is if we're approaching the end of the six months, they'll come to my sessions and they'll be like, well, I've, I've really settled this goal. Like, I'm feeling not very overwhelmed anymore. And I'm like, well, my job here is done. <laughs> Um, I want to, my goal is, you know, to be as big as, you know, like Headspace, the app. Yeah. I'd like the mindfulness coach to be a bigger, uh, be a brand that's as big as that. But UK based, that would be good. So yeah, that's what I want to be known for. How do you work in the mindfulness? Is that within every session or, you know, for things for clients to go away to? What do you find works most of the time? So I tend to see what the client brings. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, we have the coaching, which we work through together. Um, but we we then bring, I bring in certain tools. So I'm also a, and a holistic coach. Um, so I have tools from that to bring in as well, um, as well as other forms of, you know, healing, like I'm a, a, Reiki, um, a Reiki practitioner. Um, so it's about bringing in these different tools from these different areas, from my different areas of expertise and working them into the coaching. Mm. Um, now, obviously, there's purist coaching where you don't give advice, but I am able to say, OK, step out of the coaching zone and say, I have these tools that you could find helpful. Would you like me to go through with them? Yeah. Or would you like me to show you? Um, would you be happy to? It's obviously all on the client's terms. If the client said to me, no, that sounds too woo-woo. <laughs> well, then that's fine. We won't do that. We'll just stick to the coaching. Yeah. Um, but I tend to find that a lot of my clients are aligned in the same space as me. So um, quite often I can bring perhaps some of these quirkier tools and they find that it's really effective for them. Um, but it's about building that rapport with my clients in the first place to know where their line is. I think it's really important to be honest with somebody of when you can work with them and when you can't and mm -hmm. and have that report because it, that's going to, in essence, like you say, when you're working with someone for a longer period of time, that is really, really important for somebody to open up and share, especially when you're, you know, you're focusing on areas like you say, trauma um, or looking, you know, looking back, but to do it to look forward and mindfulness, it's really, really key. And you have that trust as well in a relationship is uh is really important if you were to think about what you tell your younger self now what do you think that would be um it does get better yeah. uh, go for help now <laughs> i wished i had reached out sooner you know i believed for a long time that the world was against me mm. and i thought that meditation was a load of rubbish and i was so hell-bent on doing it myself i didn't need anyone yeah um, but you know it's 
as you said, it's the compound effect. I read my first personal development book in 2015. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of the journey that, that started everything, that I knew that I wanted more and this was going to be my way to more. And I joined the coaching academy in 2018. Um, and yeah, and here I am today. Yeah, like, good for you. And it is, you're, you're right that sometimes you just got to, again, it's taking that first step and I think owning owning and taking responsibility um, mm -hmm. and then and then just starting it and saying like it's a big thing to ask for help for a lot of people it is a lot of we a lot of people end up trapped in the cycle where they believe the world is against them and there's nothing they can do you are the master of your destiny and yes change is the most difficult option it's much easier to stay where you are comfortably uncomfortable and if you try yeah. and change and you you don't succeed yeah that's gonna hurt but then you can try again life is too short for you to be stuck mm -hmm. yes but um and I kind of always kind of round off some key questions I've asked a few what um can people to do to live a more purposeful life so one of the um so I steal this from a book called the chimp paradox yeah uh, so he talks about a uh, professor Stephen um can't remember his name but he talks about you know the stone of life is one of the core principles of this book so how you work out what your stone of life is is imagine yourself uh surrounded you're old you're you're going to pass away soon you've got your family surrounded you you've got your grandkids near you what advice would you give them about life now have a think about that for a moment and that is your core life stone that is going to help you feel like you've got purpose in your life and if what you're doing right now is not listening to your own fight advice you mm. will feel unfulfilled because you're not living your own purpose so to live purpose you need to first understand what your purpose means to you because my my purpose is different from yours and different from all the listeners so it's about truly understanding what that is for you and then aligning everything you do to that great advice sure um yeah the book is so it's steve peters isn't it my paradox yes. and also yes. and with little one as well there um the um the silent guides if you haven't read that is brilliant as well and that's around the beliefs and looking at how you work with children with that as well it's really you probably really like that one Ooh, well there we are i'm gonna add it to my yeah. uh, my <laughs> <laughs> it's always great to share books i love books and on that one then what book has had the biggest impact in your life in addition to that so uh, I'm going to say it's the first personal development book I ever read. Um, it's The Rules of Life by uh, Richard Templer. Okay. Um, so it's kind of like a lesser known one. It's not one of the big ones. Yeah. Uh, I saw it in, a, in an airport. Um, I was going on holiday with my sister in a bad place. And I saw it in the airport and I thought, you know what, let's give it a read. Because she wanted a book and it was like, you know, WHS have those, uh, yeah. those deals where it's like two <laughs> I was like, well, I'd better pick a book. And rule number one of the book is don't talk about the book. So the book needs to find you. Um, so we're, there we are. I've broken rule number one already. But uh, this book found me. And, it, you know, there's the rules about how... So this guy, Richard, he he's um, watched people that feel, look happy and look successful in their lives and watched what they do. Mm. Uh, and it's kind of things that seem, might seem really obvious. Mm. but it's a good reminder so things like you know dress every day like it means something because if you're stuck in a rut of depression 
suddenly your life has no meaning. But if you start dressing every day like it does and every day is special, then you'll feel like you have more purpose. And all these rules, oh. fantastic. And it was those small changes. I only took a handful of them because I can't rules there's like 75 so <laughs> but it, it, it was great because it's bite-sized amount you can read one rule a day and try and implement it in your life it's not about again it's not about those huge changes it was I picked a handful of them that worked for me mm. and left that's why I have the most purpose I love that it's, and that's key like you say and it's implementing and, and knowing you're not going to be perfect on it and just that you go again and you know one day it might be okay and I used to get stuck on it years ago that every day had to be like that bit better but it's like some days I'm going to have a bad day some days I'm going to have a down day and that's fine I need to just let that go and then move on the next day and things and just yeah. I think feel happier that yeah today's not great and I'm going to, you know, let that be a little bit more and understand why it's not great and what can I do to change that from happening again and, and grow with that, I think. And it's not accepting things, but I think in a way that's, you know, it's okay all the time, but it's accepting that, you know, you, you are normal with things and that it's okay to be that way and not give yourself a hard time with that. Yeah, absolutely. I think the key there is it's perfectly normal. You know, we're all human. We're subject to this human condition of emotions. We have more emotions than, you know, we have just just a crazy amount of emotions. It's understanding what they are. If we can can label them and understand them. So I use this tool called the Wheel of Emotion. We Mm -hmm. can really bring awareness to what we're feeling. Yeah. Sometimes that's enough to help itself. And sometimes we do just need a day where we're going to sit in front of the TV eat ice cream and watch our favorite show but swallow there yeah don't unpack yeah have that day and move on you're doing so well well, Dax and and kind of finally how do you measure success then how do I measure success oh this is a hard one um it's the feeling for me it's the feeling of contentment the more I can do where I think I've made an impact on the world for the better mm. the more I will feel successful so I've got um I've done a lot of work, work around success and I've got d- different drivers for success you know that's monetary um, and yeah. impact, happiness family and those are kind of the four things I want from life and when I do things that if they impact more than one of those areas then that feels a lot more successful to me um so yeah that's how I measure success is the contentment I feel from changing impact in the world even if it's just by one person at a time and that's a really useful way of putting it actually and you know articulately put that you know different areas and, and looking at that and actually if you can tap on a few that's really powerful so look Hannah thank you so much for your time it's been great to have you on and he's been absolutely phenomenal very well behaved. <laughs> you're really proud that's yeah. good. He's been amazing. Um, Finally, for you, how do people find you and connect with you? Uh, So, Facebook is the best place. Uh, My name's Hannah Galliers, and I'm the mindfulness coach. I'm the only Hannah Galliers on Facebook, so don't worry about adding the wrong person. Um, Yeah, so that's that's the best place, or the mindfulness coach on Instagram uh, and Facebook too. Amazing. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to my podcast today. 
I really hope you've taken some value. If you would like to focus on achieving your purpose-driven goals, then reach out and share with me one thing that's going great for you right now and one thing that you're really struggling with. Let's see if or how I can help you to leverage your business to make more money, make an impact and have more freedom. As always, go take action, make an impact and have a great day. Bye.